0: Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of Men Alive. Dr. Jim.
1: Pablo, I remember years ago when your mum turned 90 years old, you asked her what she considered the most important invention she had witnessed in her lifetime. Do you remember her answer?
0: Sure do. Quick as a snap, she said. The microwave. We all laughed and asked, The microwave? Then she explained, We had no electricity when I was a girl. Had to cook on a wood-burning stove. It was a chore just to heat a kettle of water. Then along came the microwave. Just push a button, and in a few seconds, the water is boiling. Or the egg is cooked. Yep, the microwave was a great invention.
1: I'm not 90, but ask me what I consider the change that has had the greatest spiritual impact in my lifetime.
0: Okay, Jim, what change has had the greatest spiritual impact in our lifetime? Loss of respect for life. Wow, that's quite a statement. Best we explain that for our listeners.
1: It goes back to a previous program where we discussed ascending and descending civilizations. In an ascending civilization, every life is valuable. The three key respected occupations are farmers, teachers, and military. An ascending civilization needs farmers to feed the citizens teachers to educate their children, and military to protect them from enemies. Everyone is important and needed. Life is valuable. Then as a civilization peaks and prospers, it becomes more secure and free from pressure. Food is abundant, people are well-educated, and the country is at peace. There is now leisure time to relax and be entertained. The three new respected occupations are musicians, athletes, and artists. Life is good. Everyone is at ease and enjoying the good life. But now comes the next stage, the descending civilization. To keep the good life, people agree to give the authorities control of their lives. Entertain me, feed me, protect me. These become the thoughts of a descending civilization. Life is disposable. Get rid of the people who might diminish our standard of living.
0: Jim, that sounds like what Hitler did. According to Ted Byfield's classic series called The Christians, on July 14, 1933, the German government instituted the law for prevention of progeny with hereditary diseases. This law called for the sterilization of all people who suffered from diseases considered hereditary, including mental illness, learning disabilities, physical deformity, epilepsy, blindness, deafness, and severe Alzheimer's alcoholism. With the law's passage, the Third Reich also stepped up its propaganda against the disabled, regularly labeling them life unworthy of life or useless eaters and highlighting their burden upon society.
1: The term euthanasia literally means good death. It usually refers to the inducement of a painless death for a chronically or terminally ill individual. In Nazi usage, however, euthanasia referred to the systematic killing of the institutionalized mentally and physically disabled. The sudden death of thousands of institutionalized people, whose death certificates listed strangely similar causes and places of death, raised suspicions. Eventually, the euthanasia program became an open secret in pre-war Germany. Conservatives estimate that at least 5,000 physically and mentally disabled children were murdered through starvation or lethal overdose of medication.
0: Is this what you mean today by loss of respect for life?
1: Exactly, Pablo. You and I are both old enough to have watched the loss of respect for life. Think back with me for the first sign that emerged in the 1960s. Birth control. This was a huge issue in those days. Couples did not want children, period. Women wanted to be released from having babies and being stay at home mothers in charge of a family daycare. Along came birth control. Now, apart from the pros and the cons and the moral and the immoral implications, this became the first step in a new direction towards a loss of respect for life. We wanted to avoid having babies. Unheard of. But in every declining civilization, there was a loss of respect for life. Whether Aztecs and Incas leaving newborn babies on hillsides to perish or a sterile hospital procedure, the reality was the same loss of respect for life. Then came abortion, the removal and disposal of a baby from the mother's womb prior to natural birth. This began illegally years ago and gradually moved towards legal acceptance when the Supreme Court of the United States declared abortions to be legal in 1973. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, every year in the world there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. This corresponds to approximately 125,000 abortions per day. In the USA, there are over 3,000 abortions per day. In Canada, it is some 300 a day. That's equivalent to a Boeing 777 airplane carrying 300 passengers crashing into a mountain every day and all 300 passengers dying without a funeral. And that is just in Canada. Since statistics began being recorded, the number of abortions worldwide is now estimated to be over 1 billion.
0: That is a huge loss of respect for life. Life is now expendable. This is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from GoTeach Global. We invite you to visit our website at goteachglobal.com. There you will find lots of teaching topics by doctor Jim and learn what the purpose and ministry of Go Teach Global is all about. While there on the GoTeach Global website, you can see and listen to all or any of the episodes of this radio program and podcast Men Alive. As of this recording, there are one hundred and twenty eight programs there on many different topics, as well as comments from you our listeners. Jim, it's interesting that we are talking about loss of respect for life on this program for men. The truth is that most women who have an abortion are pressured into having the abortion by a man who got them pregnant in the first place. The man says things like, if you keep that kid, I'm out of here. He threatens to leave her unless she gets an abortion. And the same father of her child often pays expenses for the woman to have an abortion.
1: Paul, I remember when you and I visited a small residential district in China called a Hutong. We met the woman in charge of the community health program. She showed us the van that goes around and checks every woman once a month to see if she is pregnant. If they already have one child and she is pregnant again, the officials take her to the van and she has an abortion on the spot. No questions asked. Just do it. Get rid of that baby. Unbelievable negative socioeconomic results from this policy. In most cases, if the first baby is a girl, the parents agree to abort the child and try again to have a boy. Why? They want a boy to carry on the family name. There is an acknowledged gender gap of 30 million more boys than girls in China today. Unofficially, some claim there are over 70 million more men than available women this has startling implications. It's been called a sociological time bomb. 70 million men raised with no brothers, no sisters, no aunts, no uncles, and no cousins. Just two parents and four grandparents who pampered their every need like the spoiled little emperors many are becoming.
0: And we must look at what is happening at the other end of life spectrum, the aged.
1: We must be careful what we say here, Pablo. You and I are getting older. We better stay healthy. The minute you and I begin to cost the government more money than we are worth, there might be a man in a suit standing at the end of our bed saying, Hi, Dr. Jim, are you aware that we have alternatives to assist you in overcoming the pain you're in? In Canada, it's called MAID made medical assistance in dying. It's here and expanding across the globe. The government will first help the terminally ill to die, then the mentally ill, then the depressed, then eventually anyone deemed a life unworthy of life.
0: Instead of respect for life, we appear to be moving toward 1933 pre-war Germany where life unworthy of life or useless eaters were assisted in dying to reduce the cost to the government and family.
1: Let's look at what the Bible says about life and respect for life. Jesus said it in John 10. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will go freely and find good pasture. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus Christ is called the Good Shepherd. A good shepherd protects his flock, keeps them healthy, and keeps them alive. Christ came to earth to be our Savior, as John 3:16. for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God created life. Our adversary wants to destroy God's creation. God wants to protect the unborn, protect the weak, and honor the aged for their lifelong contributions. Moses lays it out clearly in Deuteronomy thirty fifteen to 20 Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, so that you and your descendants might live You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life, and if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The giver of life makes it very clear. Let's agree, man, to never lose respect for life. Let's choose life, respect life, and protect life at all costs
0: there you have it, men. We are to respect and protect life. And let's pray the baby God chose to mature and find a cure for cancer has not yet been aborted. Let's repent of our selfishness and humbly seek his face. Send your comments or questions to Dr. Jim at menalive unto God at gmail.com and check out more Men Alive listener supported programs on our GoTeachGlobal Global website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks, encouraging you to be men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.